Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Welcome back, friends. Institutional helpers we're talking about today at the uh, Behind the Badge program in the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. My name is Todd Baxter. I'm the sheriff of the county uh, here in Rochester, New York. And uh, the intent is to let people know what's going on in the sheriff's office, what's behind the badge, the people that work for us, and a, a very unique position we have here that most organizations and uh, law enforcement don't have is, is what we call institutional helpers, people that come on board, maybe young in life, uh, looking for a career in law enforcement, and how do we use this as a stepping stone platform to uh, possibly go into the career of law enforcement. So with me, I have a corporal. Uh, I've been with the MCSO for 17, 17 years, years now, and um, I have uh, been in charge of uh, the Institutional Helpers Program, uh, yeah. for about a year, year and a half at this point. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, next to me, I have uh, Deputy uh, Masura, who was uh, one of my Institutional Helpers. Let me guess, he was one, one for one year, right? He was he was here for one year. Yes, right, sir. I got something accurate so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and he was he was uh, excellent. Um, came in. He worked he worked really hard um, and earned his way into the uh, the jail academy uh, when it came out. That's so awesome. he did he did a great job. It was a great stepping stone for him. Um, and uh, I feel I feel he's pretty comfortable once uh, he got out of the academy and uh, entered into the the uh, the jail here um, with uh, having the head start. Yeah, well, welcome, Deputy. Great to have you on the program with us. Yes, hi, Sheriff Bexer. Um, just want to thank you for this opportunity. It's awesome to be here. I think uh, this whole program behind the badge and the podcast is amazing. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I've been a deputy for a little over two years now, uh, institutional helper for a year, and uh, Marino pretty much uh, gave me a great introduction. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's uh you know it's funny and we'll introduce uh, our guest institutional helper in a second but it's it's we call them blue shirts here at the sheriff's office right when That's we all harsh. wear I still haven't figured it out because we all wear blue shirts I'm <laughs> yeah. still trying to figure out so the institutional helpers wear a uniform they wear a light blue uniform uh, thus the blue shirts I guess so, but uh, uh, what a great opportunity you know you're coming in you're 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 working uh, on some of the most menial tasks inside the jail right you're you're working with no security a lot of times uh, with the MA population as a young person uh, what a great life experience to to be able to do that anything else seems kind of easy right in the, in the world and uh it gives you a good stepping stone like uh, the corporal said i think yeah it's crazy the responsibility levels that you get and everything like that it's just like holy cow you got to really um really grow up in yeah. situations got to learn how to talk to people you're yeah. in that elevator with six or seven uh, people that are incarcerated inside there and there's yeah. no deputies to be found you're all alone. <laughs> they're all on the other side of a bunch of bars <laughs> uh yeah you learn how to talk to people you learn to treat people uh fairly be tough but uh also be fair and you can get a lot done that's cool. And Corporal, who's our institutional helper? Well, we ha what we have here is uh, we have institutional helper, uh, Isiha. Yep. Allison Isiha. Um, so uh, basically, uh, yeah, she, uh, Alyssa's been with us for uh, four months now. That's and awesome. um, I actually uh, did some recruitment um, earlier uh, last year and uh, emailed some people. Uh, uh, area colleges and SUNY Brockport was one of them and um, Alyssa reached out to us and awesome. with uh, with interest in the position as institutional helper uh, she came in she interviewed great 
um, and uh, since then has been just a real asset to the to the institutional helper program that we have here. Um, so uh, yeah, so proud of her. How about a little more about yourself? Uh, who are you? And you go to Brockport, obviously. Yeah, so it's my first semester at Brockport, majoring in criminal justice. I'm aiming for my bachelor's degree, but when I saw this opportunity, even though I don't plan on doing um, patrol or jailer, I think it's a great opportunity either yeah. way for anyone that's going into any type of law enforcement. It gets you a good experience, and it truly gives you that insight to see if this is truly where you want to head in your life. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh this is your first semester at Brockport, and you're yep. already engaged like this. That's pretty cool. You're not <laughs> yeah. wasting any time. Nope. You, uh, when you start writing your papers, I'm sure you have, uh, you can fall back on some real-life experiences, it's, what's really occurring. Yep, it's really good for school. It's really good to build your character, especially at this age in life. It's Law enforcement's not a joke. It's a job that you really need to mature for, yeah. and I think this gives a lot of young people opportunities to truly see if they're actually cut out for this kind of position. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great taste test, but also yep. you, you mentioned the maturity level. You, you you mature real fast when you work inside the walls of a jail. Um, you understand realities. You understand uh, poverty. You understand what some of the people in that jail go through and have gone through, but you understand there's some really, really bad people in that jail that'll uh, shank you in a moment's notice if you let them. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's no BS. We just almost lost a, uh, a corrections officer in Attica this past weekend. Uh, so you got to be on your toes, but you also got to treat people fairly and empathy. And, and like uh, we're talking with Deputy Masura, you got to learn how to talk to people real quick. Yeah. Uh, that's your number one tool inside that jail, mm-hmm. <laughs> talking. Uh, and then, uh, you, so I noticed on your resume, you're thinking about possibly going into probation or parole, which is a little different for us. Yeah. And when I saw this position, I thought that this would be a great kind of insight into Mm -hmm. what it would be to work with these kind of people and since I have this position and being like in the kitchen for example actually interacting with these inmates getting to know these people and truly there are some bad people out in the world but I believe everyone deserves a second chance and I truly get to actually see them and actually see how willing they're they want to change and if not they don't you can't help everyone if they don't want help exactly so but we should be there if they want to turn that page right exactly absolutely and uh, i gotta ask you your nationality with that last name <laughs> i'm filipino filipino yeah really that's awesome yep. god bless that's good corporal so let's talk about the uh the institutional helper program right so i always think of uh you know we're always recruiting in, in law enforcement everybody's recruiting for for people to work for them today um and, and in particular, how do we diversify is, is one of the things that I always keep on pushing. How do we diversify the ranks of the sheriff's office? And these trainee institutional help positions are just, I look at them as like single A ball, double A ball, triple A ball, <laughs> and then you hit the major leagues, right, someday. Uh, tell me more about the, this philosophy of re- onboarding people that are young and get them interested in law enforcement. You know? um, well, uh, it's, been, it's been a process. Uh, so through, through uh, going through some of the colleges, in the area, as well as having a social media website mm-hmm. and a uh, recruitment line here at the uh, Monroe County Jail, uh, it's it's been it's been um, it's been okay. We, we've been we've been able to get out there and uh, recruit uh, many people uh, from many different uh, nationalities. That's great. And uh, we have uh, we currently have a few more openings as well. Uh, we're, we're, we're continuously recruiting. We're continuously uh, looking for people to step into these programs uh, to make a difference. Well, let's throw a plug out there real quick. So how to, if, if I was a young person looking to uh, join the ranks of the sheriff's office or even, uh, like she said, uh, just see if it's what I want to do or not, you know, how do we get a hold of the, the recruiters or how do I get a hold of you? 
So there's a general line. Um, the general line is uh, the number is 753-4705. That's 753-4705. And we also have a, um, an email. It's uh, the MCSO recruitment at MonroeCounty.gov. That's MCSO recruitment at MonroeCounty.gov. And uh, when you get when you uh, access, you either call or you, you email. Uh, you will get uh, uh, contacted by a uh, someone in recruitment, and um, they will be more than happy to get you on your way to uh, applying for uh, one of these positions that we have. Oh, thanks. You should be a public information officer. That was pretty good. A very clear, <laughs> concise web page, and that's called. And then the social media. Our recruitment page also has a social media platform that's out there on Facebook and. Instagram, Mateo shaking his head over there. No can ever, yeah. Everybody wonders who we talk about Mateo every week on this program, but he's never on it. So. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, definitely. There's a Facebook page out there as well. Um, you could reach out to us on that. Um, I, I'd even be more than happy to give anybody a call back uh, that that's interested in uh, the institutional helper position or the trainee position. Um, it's uh, it's it's a great opportunity. I really feel it's a great foot in the door uh, for anybody that is interested in getting into uh, the jail, the court, the road, right. uh, civil bureau, right. um, parole, probation, parole, yeah. probation. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. um, Ieshia uh, is looking at parole and probation. So that's I think that's, that's wonderful awesome. that you know we can recruit for other law enforcement entities, and uh, that's it's a great thing. Yes, it, it is. Um, Except the state police. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> they, pay, they take a lot of our people. They pay good money. They, it's a great job. I love my trooper friends, but uh, it's hard to compete with them sometimes. That's why I bust their jobs. So. Um, Deputy Masura, so you were an institutional helper, got hired, uh, went through the civil service process, were able to get hired, go through the academy, you're back in the jail. Yes. One year on one side, two years of experience on the other side. Yeah. If you're going to describe for someone uh, you know, that's interested in, in being an institutional helper, what... Give us some of the basic job functions, and then we'll talk more about what you're learning uh, in that position. But what, what were some of the tasks you have to do? I said menial tasks earlier, and some of them are. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, but uh, give us some of the descriptions of, of what you did for that year. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much like got my roots um, to figure out who I was, figure out what kind of police officer I was going to become or a jail deputy who I was going to become. Um, we worked in the elevator. We worked in the kitchen. We worked in um, MCF when Henrietta was still open. We uh, made visits for people. So as the elevator, you kind of um, you kind of are there by yourself, like you're saying. You know, these inmates are coming in, talking to you, and um, you realize that uh, a lot of these people like aren't bad people. They're just messed up one time, and they're coming here, and they're going to turn their life around, or they are the bad people you say they are. And, yeah. What? Uh, so I'm running the elevator. So someone never's been inside the Monroe County Jail. The elevator. What's that mean? I mean, describe that. Uh, <laughs> so you pretty much. It's you, pretty. It's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. especially for a young blue shirt, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, you go to the plaza, you go to visits, you go through, pretty much throughout the whole entire jail. You see everybody, you meet right. everyone. You're all over the place. You have to develop a really good radio ear because right. everyone's calling for you. Right. And um. So the elevator. So we got multiple floors inside the jail. You're transporting. Mm-hmm inmates from floor to floor they got to go from point a to point b inside the jail uh, so they'll be escorted to an elevator two or three five six inmates with you will be dumped off in an elevator the cages get shut yeah. if you go on each side yep and it's you as a young person with you know multiple inmates inside an elevator going up and down to the sixth floor or whatever of of this building and it's a it's a long lonely place if you had someone that didn't like you <laughs> inside yeah. there yeah. you know uh, 
So it's it's amazing that the and that it saves the deputy from doing that job, right? Someone's got to escort these folks from point A to point B. Uh, so that's why we have institutional helpers do those jobs in the kitchen is another example what do you do inside the kitchen with uh, as an institutional helper you learn the whole entire layout like you're everywhere you're um you're developing a good partnership people teaching you all these different things um we have all different tower units we go from like the plaza all the way up to the fourth floor right and then we have to go to the mainframe side and we got to go through all these different doors and it's amazing there really yeah. is yeah i still get lost <laughs> still <laughs> i hate when i'm walking around the jail and i know everybody's watching me on video and go i wonder if the sheriff knows exactly where he is right now inside <laughs> the but the the worst is the uh so i don't have keys to the jail but the uh under sheriff cory brown does have keys and at one time, he was using the wrong key, and, it, and an inmate actually told him what the other key, sir. Oh, <laughs> told, my goodness. Yeah, I could see if you were using Holy the wrong cow. key, the other key, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's on video somewhere for some retirement party in the future where the inmates tell him what key to use. But we don't live in there. You guys live in there. It's simply, a, it, it is a maze of multiple buildings that have been built together over years and years. And, you know, some floors don't equal other floors. You know, you mm. walk from one floor to another, and you've actually changed elevation levels. And yeah, I find it very confusing, but uh, I do love the jail. I love the jail deputies. I love the institutional helpers. You guys are amazing what you get done. So what are you looking to gain out of this? I, I, we talked about, you know, some experience. We talked about uh, per- perceptions of, of people that are incarcerated and not. Uh, you, you made a great statement. I thought, you know, some of those people, uh, you might not be able to work with them. That's, that's the reality. But there's a lot of people in there you possibly could, especially as a parole or probation officer. Yeah, I mean, besides the experience, you learn about a lot of responsibility, like with the keys, Mm -hmm. you're responsible for those keys, you make sure that they get from Central, go back to Central when you leave, or if you have to pass it on, make sure you give it to the right person. And with the layout, I I mean, it's pretty good with having to keep you on your toes and working in the jail. So I think it teaches a lot of good qualities. It can teach you a lot of leadership qualities, especially when we get new institutional helpers in and you have to help them figure out the maze of the jail (laughs) or let them know because some people can be nervous or really excited, but it's it's a very mature job. And I think it could really shape anyone that's actually considering getting into any type of law enforcement. It's a very good stepping stone. You actually get an insight of what it's like, the responsibility, the maturity level you need, and also communication. It's very key, whether it's with other IHs or deputies or even the inmates. It really helps you teach on how to talk to people and how to you know, make those kind of relationships that people will have, and that could even help change their lives. Yeah, and you learn real quick, uh, and this is what most good cops and, and, and deputies do, adapt and overcome, right? They, they, every day is different in a law enforcement, in that jail. Every minute seems to be different, different housing areas, different places, different people you're interacting with. Um, and so I just use it as an example. One day I'm, I, I, I was inside the jail, and I think uh, for some reason we had a problem with food service, and, and uh, maybe it was early COVID or something like that. And so, you know, we all jumped in, you know, there's a sheriff making bologna sandwiches uh, on a chain gang, right, if you will, inside the jail, and you've got to feed the inmates. Uh, but the point I was making there is, is my son was an institutional helper at the time, so now he's wheeling it. So you got the sheriff making it, he's wheeling them out, and then there happened to be a, a guy that we were uh, working with from the United States Navy, an E-9 SEAL Team 6 member, ready to transition out of the military. He was here doing a project, and he was doing a tour of the jail at the moment. And uh, so you had this Navy SEAL helping make bologna sandwiches, right? You had my son institution, we had the share. All hands on deck, get stuff done. I mean, I love that attitude inside that jail. It's, it's amazing. 
you guys just keep on adapting. And, and that's one of the skills I, if, if you haven't realized, you know, you leave here and you go out in the real world sometimes, you go, these problems are not that big. I mean, why are people getting so excited about, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, when you work problems in the jail? But the most amazing part of the sheriff is you guys just get it done every time. You never flinch and keep on adapting and overcoming. It's an amazing thing. Corporal, so why this is a new position for you? You obviously were a deputy for a while, came up in this position. Is this something you were looking for to, to inherit the institutional helper program and amongst of all the other jobs you have, or uh, what, what's the drive behind this position for you? Um, well, when I was their age, uh, I went to MCC mm -hmm. and um, I was actually worked for the uh, the public safety department over there um, as a student aide. So. Um, when I, when I got this position here um, up in uh, the jail administration in charge of institutional helpers, um, I took it as, a, as something um, a sort of personal that I wanted to make sure that uh, these uh, young men and women had the same opportunities uh, that I had uh, coming through and to make sure that uh, they were as prepared as possible um, getting, into this, getting into this field. Of, of law law enforcement or corrections, whatever uh, law enforcement position they wanted, this this is this is the spot that is going to teach them um, what it what it's like. They're gonna they're gonna get a feel for it, and they're gonna decide whether or not this is for them or not. This is what this is for, um, and uh, a lot of them have uh, been uh, very successful in this program. Mm -hmm. We help them as much as we can. Uh, get through this program, and um, um, it's paid too. It's a paid position. Yeah, and they they get to learn all the policies. Are we and paying procedures. fifteen bucks an hour yet? Uh, that's in January. January one. I think according to you're welcome, uh, ma'am. <laughs> it was the lowest paid job I think in all the county of Monroe, like all. Yes. You know, for what we're asking these young people to do, I'm like, oh my god, we're paying them absolutely nothing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. So, I was so, getting I was getting paid like nine dollars an hour when I started. It was it was federal. It was federal, really. Yeah. The minimum wage, federal minimum. They didn't go to New York State minimum wage. No, no, not yet. So <laughs> we're insulting sometimes. <laughs> Come join us. We'll take care of you. We yeah. just won't pay you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you though. I mean, um, we're trying to recruit people, right? We got the first thing is let them know you you actually take care of your people if you want to come work for us, right? Exactly. Nine yeah, bucks an hour is not making a statement that we're going to take care of you. With no. just twenty four hours, that's all you could work too. You right. could even get more hours to make more money. <laughs> you couldn't go work somewhere else because you had to put your twenty four hours yeah, in there. Correct. So let's talk about that last name you have there, Deputy. Oh, geez. Masura? Oh, Masura, yeah. yeah. So how many Masuras are actually in the Sheriff's Department or have been in the Sheriff's Department? So I have um, my uncle who's a lieutenant right now. Right. He's been there 25-plus years. God bless. And um, he actually gave me – he actually, like, um, recruited me, as you will, to become a blue shirt and to come through the rank and become a deputy. Um, my younger brother, he is a was a trainee, too, and then he's a deputy now. Just graduated with Class 50. Right. Uh, and I have two uncles that were on the uh, one uncle and one father. My father was on the road. That's phenomenal. Think about the bloodline there. That's great. Yeah, that's it. Huh? So, which one was the best cop? Which one? Was the best <laughs> <laughs> oh God, put me right on the spot. The high I'm just seat. looking for the next family reunion. See what you got to say. <laughs> oh, we got be, There might not be one. I'll save you. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> so, what uh, what draws you to probation and parole? You know, I really wanted to look for a position that was going to help. Like, I want to help people, and I didn't really lean towards social work. I'm not, I don't really want to help people in that aspect. Gotcha. But just giving people a second chance was really kind of my motivation, even if they're labeled with 
a convict or a felon or anything like that. I truly believe everyone deserves a second chance, Mm -hmm. but I am well aware that you can't help the people that don't want to be helped. But I believe that even if they feel that they don't, if the right person comes along and truly shows that they care and want to help them change their lives, then you could really convince a lot of people to end up not like recommitting or resorting back to their lifestyles that they had before. So where do you get these values from? That's that's a pretty, you know, a lot of people will write these guys off and say, you know, and and the sheriff's not soft. You do your crime, you got to do your time. But what do we do with that time is so important to me, right? What do we do? They're incarcerated. All right. right. But let's do something. Yeah. Let's do something. (laughs) Don't want to see them back in here. I mean, where do you get that value from? That that, Uh, that? Definitely from my family. I'm an extremely family-oriented person, and I have two little sisters. Yeah. So (laughs) they mean the world to me, and I want to be a good role model for them and show them that, like, no matter where you go, even if it's not in any type of law enforcement job, you can help change lives in all aspects yeah. of life. I just chose a specific one because this is the route that I chose, but I just want to be a good role model for them and in the world in general. We've had a very tough time with like the community and law enforcement. Right. I want to help build that bridge back between the two, yeah. even though I'm just one person, but one person can affect a lot of people. Absolutely can. It's a ripple effect. You don't need a lot of rank. You don't yep. need titles. You don't need to be a cop. Yeah. You can change someone's life today just walking through Wegmans. Correct. You know, treat them nicely. <laughs> they might be having a very bad day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a smile could do a lot. I mean, it sounds cliche. Some people, again, you know, the sheriff's like, no, no. I mean, you do your crime. You got to do your time. We'll spend, you know, we'll incarcerate you. We got no problem with that. Uh, and if you're going to shank one of my deputies, we'll put you in the shoe for a long, long time, right? Whatever the law allows us now. But, uh, but with that being said, if we humanize people inside that jail, First of all, it makes the deputy's job that much easier. I know it does, right? right if if right. everybody's calm right. and you know everybody's working towards goals and everybody's you know functioning towards a, a true north, uh, everybody's safer, everybody's happier. But you know, I'll go back to what you were saying is, you know, so if if you can help someone get out of criminality, right? You're helping that person, obviously, right? So that's nice to do. That's a, my, I'm a Christian, so that's what I should be doing as a human being. Uh, but think about the next victim, because I, I said it a couple of weeks ago on a podcast that you know when someone goes out and commits a grand larceny, steals a thousand dollars or more from someone else, we don't catch them the first time. You know, we think we're we're not that good. This is not CSI, right? This is not <laughs> you committed one larceny, and all of a sudden we catch you the next day. No, you probably committed five, six, ten larcenies, right? Before we actually got enough evidence or caught you red-handed one time. Uh, so if we can stop him. Or her from being the criminal when they leave us. I mean, we're stopping another five, six, ten victims from occurring, so, and and it's very expensive to incarcerate people. And there's so there's so many good reasons to do what your mindset has you uh, doing in the future of your life. That you know, if we can help people, we all win. Yeah, it's really that simple. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. <laughs> if we help one, we're going to help a lot. And it's it's more than one person that's incarcerated today. It's his next ten victims. If we don't get them on a path of, of true north, and and it's all our cars, it's all our houses, <laughs> it's all our Wegmans getting, you know, the prices going up because they're shoplifting. Whatever the problem is, you know, we're all paying. So I love to have these arguments where people are digging their foxholes. Yeah. Like, oh well, you're you're soft. No, I don't want my car broken into by this guy because <laughs> he's leaving as an attic. He came in as an attic. He's leaving as an attic. We, who won there? So we put him in jail for six months. But he's if he's still addicted, he's gonna go out and rummage through your car tomorrow night. It's heat, you know, so. Anyways, got off my soapbox. Sorry. Corporal, bring me back. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, um, getting back to what you were saying earlier, the institutional helpers uh, did uh, step up uh, quite a bit during COVID. Yeah. And uh, like you said, they were down there making, uh, making the food for the inmate population. Uh, we needed them. Um, we, at, the, at the time, COVID was um, um, in the jail uh, mm-hmm. and, and contained. 
uh, but it was a it was a situation where we couldn't have inmates in the kitchen uh, all at once and, and together. So um, what happened is is our institutional helpers uh, stepped up and uh, they went down there and they prepared the meals for the inmates during that time period, and um, just uh, it, it's just uh, things like that that they do yeah. each and every day that makes. Um, it coming to work easier. Mm-hmm. It, it, we we all work together as one team here, and we're we're just uh, we we just have each other's back, and and and, and what what we do is uh, uh, is keep keep moving forward, and uh, we keep tackling all our challenges head on, and um, we come out we come out uh, winning at the end of the day, and so I'm very proud of these these uh, men and women that that have come in and, and taken on these roles. Yeah, just think about the we'll go back to the kitchen. You're describing it so well. You know, so we traditionally have sentence inmates work as trustees inside the jail, and in in particular in the kitchen, making food for all the other inmate population, working with our contractor, uh, but also give them an opportunity to do something different besides sitting in a jail cell doing nothing, and maybe some benefits at the other end of it. Right. So, it's a quid pro quo, right? That's occurring in there. But because of COVID, we could not do that, and uh, so now we have people coming into the jail to fill that gap at nine bucks an hour, right? <laughs> in a in a COVID intensive environment, right? That's not safe, right? Everybody's yelling at me. This is not a safe environment. Uh, yet they kept on coming. You know, that's the. I, I don't think you can underestimate what you just said. You had the lowest paid employees showing up for extra work to take care of the inmate population. That's pretty amazing. That's exactly right. So. I'm helping you write your resume if you haven't told us. <laughs> you know, what you have is whatever your employer is looking for, right? Can-do attitude. Show up in the toughest circumstances. Don't leave your team hanging out, right? So they're, right. we're vulnerable, and the lowest-paid employees kept on showing up. You know, we can't underestimate that, let alone the problem-solving skills, the adaption, the communication we've already talked about. These are things that any employer is looking for. So if you don't want to go into law enforcement, but you've worked inside that jail as a blue shirt for, for six months, man, your resume is just it's going to the top of the pile. I can tell you if I help you write it, it's because it's true. It's a, yeah. We take for granted what we get done. You know, with other employers, trust me, are looking for you. I'm, I'm staring at you, young lady. So, <laughs> so are we. So think about the sheriff's test coming up in December. You know? <laughs> I definitely doesn't will. hurt to take it. No, it doesn't, doesn't hurt, hurt to take, take it. it. And uh, you I've, score high enough. I mean, you got a you got an option. Yeah. I've put that out there. Oh, that, good. That they're all to sign up for that test. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's part of our building block approach here. It's a single A, double A ball, right? Triple A ball. So I think I actually put applications out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Next to their page, pay, paycheck. Exactly. You want your paycheck? Fill this out. Yep. <laughs> sign here. Right. That's Recruitment 101. That's pretty good. You want to get paid? Sign up for an exam. That's good. Uh, Mr. Marcera. Yes, sir. Where are you working now inside the jail? Oh God! I, they've been putting me with the miners. These, oh really? Yeah, I've been working with them like four days a week, and they um, so, they really opened my eyes up too. Yeah, it's just amazing um how they're already in jail and stuff like that, and what they've grown up with. Seventeen and, and eighteen year old kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. folks that don't know, they they were formerly incarcerated at the Children's Detention Center, or should have been there under raised the age, but uh, because of some of the the incredible violence they had out there, they had to bring some of the more violent people and older people downtown back to the jail where they were prior to raise the age and I'm not here to argue that but what I do is is we get inspected constantly by the state because we got if you will juveniles inside the jail again mm-hmm. we weren't supposed to do that under the law and um, you know the feedback I'm getting is some of these juveniles that are with us would rather be here no offense to the children's detention center but they're actually safer here yeah right it's a more yeah. controlled environment they they don't have to look over their shoulder worrying about you know 
it was a free-for-all out there. Those poor staff members were out there were getting assaulted. Yes. Felony assault levels. They were getting pounded uh, by these kids. And, you know, again, go back to our earlier conversation. Some of these kids, you know, didn't have a break in their life, and they ended up in criminality. And, and maybe you don't need to have them in the jail, right? It's, it's not positive on their atmosphere. But some of these other kids, you know, there's some murder suspects. I think when, when the riot occurred out at the Children's Defense Center, out of 30 kids that were incarcerated there, 11 were wanted for murder charges. That's a pretty intense population, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. One-third of your population is <laughs> in for murder. I don't even think Attica has that, right? I yeah. don't think they have that intense of a population. But So it, I, I appreciate that you guys opened the door to the jail. We worked through a lot of state government because we're here to help that, that, that children's detention center. But uh, more importantly, how you're treating these kids when they're inside the jail. Their, their moms and their dads, their grandmas, their loved ones can at least know they're safe, right, and, and while they're going through their criminal justice program. Correct. That's good. Mateo, what do you want to talk about? We're going to put the microphone in front of you someday. Look at this. <laughs> That's him yelling right now. He's <laughs> he looks player. very eager. So what do you think about uh, RIT? Yeah, you got any competition? Brockport State and RIT? No? Oh, God. No. I, don't, I don't know too much no? about it. Where it's my from? first Where, semester. Uh, I went to Gates Chile High School, so I oh, lived man. in Gates for a while. I just recently moved out to Greece in my own apartment, but oh, I was at MCC for two years. Loved, oh, I you loved did the two MCC. Plus two. Yep, two yeah. plus two with Brockport. Yeah, it was very easy, just one building up and down. And Brockport has this gigantic campus, campus that's yeah. definitely taking some getting used to. But so you're a Spartan, is that what it is? Gates Chile. <laughs> yep, I yeah. was a Spartan. <laughs> I was a Spartan. It's like running the Marine Corps. Once, once a Spartan, always a Spartan. What are you talking about? You can't just break. <laughs> she goes, I don't know those people. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. I just wanted to sum this up. I so appreciate what you do, uh, Corporal, Deputy, Institutional Helper, uh, future Deputy. Uh, but uh, we are always recruiting. We're always uh, plugging. Like we got to keep on filling these ranks. Uh, you mentioned something earlier, Corporal. You know, maybe uh, – you know, it's a great way to find out what you want to do. But here's the the beautiful part about our our, our situation in law enforcement, right? We took a black eye, right? We, we we've we've taken a big hit when recruitment. It's very difficult right now to encourage young people to think about this career because of the way they're felt in the community. Um, and we only had like six, seven hundred people. I forget the number. Sign up for the last road patrol exam. But here's what I look at it. I think you nailed it earlier, Corporal. That's six, seven hundred people that really, really, really want to be cops in this environment. Right. So we might not get the thousands, but at least we know we got six, seven hundred people that are willing to do this job, which, by the way, is a freaking phenomenal job. I don't care what anybody says. We are part of a winning team. We save lives for a living. We change lives for a living. You know, we pay well. We 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 take care of our employees with good benefit packages. We take care of their families with retirement. Uh, so anybody who wants to bring our institution down, I, I'd never let them. Uh, I, I actually encourage people. But even the reduction in numbers, maybe it's, we got rid of a lot of the fluff. And now we just got people that are willing to walk on that elevator and, and talk to people as they go up and down for the next you know few hours and survive in that environment. Those are good human beings, good people. So I'm not disappointed by the numbers. I think we just keep on going with the quality as opposed to quantity. So, And uh, young lady, you're part of the quality. So if we can encourage you to join us someday, we'd love that. But if not... We'd love to see you as a probation parole officer or whatever your dreams take you. Thank you, sir. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. So uh, uh, let's finish up on the no Miranda zone. No Miranda zone means I have uh, the right to ask you questions and you don't have a right to say no. If you know Miranda <laughs> says you can, you don't have to say anything to incriminate yourself, but the no Miranda zone, uh, we don't do that. I'm the sheriff and you're not. And so I ask questions nah. and you answer them. So, <laughs> so uh, real simple. We'll start out with them. Sir, what's your favorite candy bar? Oh, favorite candy bar? Yeah. Reese's. 
I don't know if it's a candy. Reese's Pieces? Yeah. I'll take the Reese's it's candy. candy. It's yeah. candy. Yeah. Gives you cavities. Yeah, makes your belly big. It must be candy. <laughs> <laughs> Corporal, favorite candy bar. Uh, you know what? I'm a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Also. Guy. Yes. Also. I love the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Let's go. See, you're leading up, deputy. You're leading up. <laughs> you're influencing people already. That's awesome. Ma'am? Uh, I'd have to go Snickers. Snickers. Yeah. yeah one of my favorites. Absolutely. <laughs> Snickers Kit Kats. That's good. If you're going to binge watch a show, Institutional Helper, you're going to binge watch and stay up all night. What oh, are you God. binge watching? Uh, I would have to say One Tree Hill. It's a very, very old show. But oh, what is it? I've never heard of it. It's like a basketball show, high school. Ba- it's very corny, but, yeah. you know, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, would awesome. watch, I would binge watch that again. Yeah, go that. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> What are you watching, Nerd Deputy? Uh, I think I'd have to watch The Office. Yeah. Yeah, for maybe the third time. For the third, the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. The characters on there are incredible. Uh, They just hit it real life, too. Like, I know that guy. I know that guy. (laughs) I know that guy. I have a friend like that. Corporal, what are we binge watching? Well, I'd be binge watching Money Heist. Is that a sitcom or is that a. That's a a, a show where um, you have a bunch of. uh, people that are trying to break into things that are um, uh, nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they, they break into like the Bank of Spain and um, try and get all the gold out. And they, they, they do all these things and, and they have a mastermind and, a, yeah. and they're, they're constantly um, um, ahead of, ahead of uh, what everybody else is thinking. <laughs> Sounds like, what was that movie? They had a couple of series movies like that. Uh, like, we're breaking into Vegas during the gambling. Oh, I think the magi- magicians, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. They're always They're trying to get in, you know, or something. Hatching through, right? Well, that's good. So when we lose something here, I'll know who to look for. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fascinated. <laughs> Sounds like we hired a serpent deputy that does this thing. He tries to break in our jail and break out of our jail, right? right. So, for a exactly. <laughs> he's got a great job description. Yep. Yeah. Except when he stole one of our patrol cars once. I'm like, that ain't funny. <laughs> that ain't funny. No, he found a gap. He found a hole in our system. Oh. That uh, that's exactly why we do it. Kind of like we like the movies you watch. Let's, let's actually try and penetrate our building, uh, find out where our vulnerables are now, so we can fix them as opposed to some you know something bad happening. Yes, that's why I like it. Yeah, I like I like to see your mind where, goes. Yes, I like to see how people would do it. Yeah, or how they how they. I like how he puts that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> would do it how they would think of doing something like that, or what you're going to do for a retirement. Job. <laughs> <All right. laughs> So why don't you plug one more time those websites and that phone number for recruitment, and we'll call it a day. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, for the institutional helper position or the trainee position or a uh, position of Monroe County Sheriff's Office, uh, please call our general line. That's 753-4705. That's 753-4705. We also have a, um email. That would be recruitment at monroecounty.gov. That's MCSO recruitment at monroecounty.gov. And um, also visit our social media websites uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Future public information officer. You sound like you should work for air traffic, air traffic control tower, like <laughs> land on runway 22. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. It's been a blessing to get to know you a little better, and thanks uh, for everything you're doing. Have a great week. Thank you. You too, Sheriff. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.